Welcome in to Talking Shop Football Pod. I'm your host, Matt Matera. My guests today are Andy Spangenberg and Ryan Matera. Uh, they both play in our family fantasy football league, and they're uh, of the two years we've done it, there are two past champs. It's also the seven-year anniversary of one of the most famous web series in Fairfield prep history, the purport. Um, so I'm really excited to get into that and uh, honor that anniversary. But so without further ado, let's welcome in Ryan Matera and Andy Spangenberg. Welcome. Football Pod. Your host, Matthew Matera. Football in the States is my specialty. That's how we did this show. Right. Tampa Bay is an excellent, excellent football team. You ready to let the dogs out? You think it's so funny, huh? Funny how? I'm really trying to sort of keep it together and be like cool about this. They kick the ball off to you, you get the ball. You run with the ball, they tackle you. A lot has been made about the great running backs. The New York Giants. So many good things have been happening. Now, let us begin. Let me ask you, Ryan, when you went to the, uh, when you went to the hair stylist, what color did you ask for? <laughs> I made my background purple to match Ryan's hair. When I went to the Walgreens, I picked the color based on who I thought the hottest model was. Uh, and okay. literally, I think they just take a picture of a model and then just superimpose the hair color on. So I think they're all the same model. It looks like ultraviolet to me. Is that right? You know, I really was going for a chestnut and we, we got purple. We got purple. <laughs> we got purple. You know, it yeah. happens. happens. <laughs> Sometimes you get purple. All right. So, uh, you know, we're going to talk about a lot of things today. Touch, you know, we're going to talk about football for like two minutes and that's it. So, but real quick, real quick, I want to start with this. You guys are the two past champions of the league, the two only champions of the league. And you. That's got to be the end of this sentence, right? And you currently have two of the worst records in the league and you're all but doomed. I don't think you're making the playoffs in a very uh, friendly playoff structure where 60% of the teams make the playoffs. You're both all but eliminated, even with three weeks left. What happened? Uh, it's so it's so bad. The weeks where I try goes so much worse for the weeks where I don't. It's it's just everything's working against me this year. Andy, are you done with your uh, granola bar? I can't stand the format. I can't stand oh. it. I know I, I, I've I've conquered it, so I know I I can conquer the you know the setbacks of the format and scoring. Um, however, it's terrible and it leads to unpredictability having a non-PPR league. With PPR, a player's value is way more predictable uh, and fits my algorithms better because I run, everyone knows I run a lot of algorithms on this stuff. And you can go based off targets, target share, catches, and then catches lead to points. So the non-PPR thing completely set me back this year. My, my preseason rankings got thrown out the window, injuries, and then finally, the three bench spots and the running back slash wide receiver spot, all this stuff. It's just, when I got three leagues going on, it's too much to keep track of. And frankly, lastly, I I'll give credit where credit is due. I think the rest of the league has stepped up. Um, they were sick of me dominating the league last year. And, you know, you gotta, you gotta give credit to Mary Matera first and foremost. I think she's, she's done a great job this year. Yeah, she's won That's six straight. Stepped up in a big way. Some of some of our previous losers are putting together some amazing performances. By the way, Andy, are you, 
you must follow the podcast. This is the second week in a row where someone has gone after the commissioner for his <laughs> scoring practices. Matt, I don't think you can keep inviting people spent, from this league on. <laughs> we spent at least five minutes last week. Uh, I was being berated. Sean had a lot to say about the head coach position, the lack of bench spots. The uh, There was a lot going on last week. I missed the, the episode, but I just think uh, in general, you know, we got to vote on this stuff. Maybe we talk about it um, at Christmas this year and, you know, for the off season, we have the changes implemented. It, it's basically a recurring segment on the pod, uh, bashing the commissioner now, back to back weeks. <laughs> on your list of things to talk about is I have a section called problems with the podcast. Is that on the list? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's if it's down. not, can you? All right. All right, all right. Oh, that's okay, for the cool. mailbag. That's for the mailbag section. We read listener complaints. Matt got to defend himself on the head coach uh, issue la- last week or two weeks ago, but I feel like you got a, you just got PPR'd, you got bench spotted. What do you have to say, man? Like, what was the philosophy here? I don't mind the coach. I don't mind the head coach. I like that. Other I, people do. I mean, PPR is garbage. Just like the oh, my receiver caught a ball <laughs> and got zero yards, and I get a point for that. Like, I, I see partial. You can make a case for p- partial points per reception but full ppr is like the most Wait, you're thing ever to happen ppr <laughs> you're saying there's a, a potential case for pppr but yeah. ppr is just awful. quarter point for a reception half a point but full point per reception is one of the worst things ever to happen to fantasy sports wow and here i am complaining so another issue with non-ppr it's boring it's low scoring do i want to watch you know do i want to watch like bad college basketball or do i want to watch the WNBA? it's high scoring you know or, <laughs> like which watch, one did you watch which one do you watch in that <laughs> you watch WNBA? did you watch either i did not say WNBA. <laughs> i'm good saying, example i'm saying that i want i my mind gets really into it when i got there's points on the board a lot of stuff going on catches to track that's the benefit of PPR. It's always been like this. Andy sort of attracted by these big, fancy, like uh, very materialistic things. And Matt's sort of just like, what really what really counts out here? And it's just, it's sort of like an age-old battle, I think. Uh, let me ask you this, Andy. Were you, were you saying this last year when you won the league? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> and I just, you know, I just, this year I think I'm more vocal, but I, I proved that I could, overcome the uh, restraints that this the, the league settings have put on me all right all right shift of topics here um what's going on with movies this year who's the front runner for the 2022 oscar nomination for best picture well i'll tell you who it ain't oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh, see some good movies uh the front runner is probably belfast Right, I think Vegas odds have Belfast as the front runner. I haven't seen it. Roommate Lonnie has seen it, and uh, he said it was okay. Tell us a couple things about it. I don't. I haven't heard of this movie. Um, I I don't know Belfast either. Uh, Kenneth Logger Lonergan is the Loggerton joint. Yeah, it's a Loggerton joint, and (laughs) (laughs) based in Belfast, I want to say around the I don't know time of the Troubles, but that's spans a couple decades so I, I don't know exactly and i thought it was a musical not a musical but it is in black and white a musical about the troubles this is right up your alley it's, it's not a musical <laughs> it's it's a oh. net meets gangs of new york did you say I, black and white that's right up like the oscars alley right you gotta do something different oh the artist oh no one talks it's a silent film it's black and white <laughs> like roma you gotta do you got it's oh it's you know you just you just tickle their fancy when you do something like that well 
one that another film that came out this year that is black and white that I would love to see some get some nominations that Ryan and I saw together a couple weeks ago is Come On, Come On. Ryan, do you want to talk about Come On, Come On? Come On, Come On is a great movie. I don't want to talk about Come On, Come On, but it's a great movie by a great director. It's a touching story. And you know what? You don't even, you don't even think about it being in black and white. It's a movie about sound design, hmm. about siblinghood, and about memory. Huh. Um, Ryan, I think maybe you don't think about it being in black and white because the screen you look at most during the day, your iPhone screen is in black and white. In fact, in the trailer to this movie on his phone, and therefore he had no clue it was in black and white because he just assumed. Yeah, for the listeners out there, Ryan's phone is a uh, black and white. <laughs> I don't know how you trailers put that setting on. I don't know how he, I don't know how you do that, but that's what he the does. The question is, how do you get rid of it? <laughs> All trailers are in black and white, as far as I'm concerned. I'm shocked when a movie's in color nowadays. And the Andersons had a movie this year, right? So Wes Anderson and Paul Thomas Anderson both put out a movie. Are those in contention? I think th- I think they should be. PTA is a weird goat. I, the The public doesn't really know him as much as it feels like they do and the academy doesn't really care about him that much but after phantom thread after a big showing from phantom thread you get ddl in a movie and and they're gonna start loving you might get more attention but this is a very anti-movie movie movie. there's no one looks like an actor and there's like no recognizable structure you're kind of just moving through time and like gentle stories so i if it did show up on the Academy's plate, it would, I think, be a good sign. But it's, it's a, lot, a lot of people have lost money hoping that PTA would get more recognition than he has. Well, I mean, you know, the, there's always those um, lifetime achievement Oscars that they give out to directors when they don't really deserve it for that particular movie. But they might look yeah. back and say, oh, Boogie Nice, Magnolia, maybe we missed on these. Maybe this is the time to give it to him. Maybe he might not make a great movie. Uh, on that level again this might be the last chance we have to give it to him but right yeah it might be a a a legacy choice andy what's the deal with the beatles the documentary that doesn't count that doesn't get in the it's eight hours long it's a it's a it has to be a documentary it can't be a movie no but i think it it easily wins best doc this year and tyler cowan says it's the best movie of the year (laughs) yeah i read tyler cowan's article on uh this uh in the what was it bloomberg where he said that Paul McCartney should be considered along the managerial geniuses as Steve Jobs and uh, um, right. you know, yeah, Tim Cook and all these people. Like, I don't know why I named two people from Apple. I'm sure there's other ones. Jack Welch. <laughs> I'm sure there's other CEOs. I do wonder. Uh, I, I've, I, I've PA'd on a couple documentaries, but behind the scenes on this, it's, there's a lot of narrative decided in the editing room. I wonder how helpful it is that Paul McCartney is the only relevant living Beatle that mm-hmm. this seems like an eight hour ode to how genius Paul McCartney is and about how Paul McCartney wrote all of the songs. Um, and he's the only one who had any say in this movie. Uh, but seeing the clips that I saw, it does seem like everyone sat around in a circle and scratched their heads while he just randomly strummed a guitar until a song that now has like 40 million listeners, I don't know if that's high or low, billions of, <laughs> of streams just like came out of his fingers. It, it is pretty incredible. Credit where credit is due. Well, as a manager, he made George quit in the first 
part of the documentary, so I don't know. I don't know <laughs> how great he is, but they were tough on George. They were really tough on him. They didn't consider him an equal. No, yeah. and and at the same time, George is pitching like some great songs, like uh, yeah. all, all things must pass, and they're just like, yeah, we're gonna pass on all things. Must pass. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we're gonna pass on that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my I think was another one that they overlooked from George. Yeah, so they well, can submit. I think uh, the way this works, though, right, is they can submit for Best Picture if they choose to. I mean, they can go it ahead needs, and do that. It needs a certain theatrical run, and I don't believe it would need a release uh, theatrically at all. Well, unless Shia LaBeouf is uh, in, interested in going to the movies for 24 hours again, I don't think they're going to have an eight-hour showtime. <laughs> there is some, because was like the OJ documentary years ago nominated? I'm, I'm not sure if it was or not. Oh, I don't think so. I it was all over, it but, swept the Emmys, but I don't think it did anything maybe yeah. um yeah so i'm not sure that get back will qualify but uh the other some... thing that that should be said in public is apparently yoko ono did not break up the beatles yeah uh, i, I heard like it's a start, it's a, like a revisionist history on the i heard it's like a revisionist history on the kind of end of days and what really happened there yeah she did create some weird vibes in the studio just looking around <laughs> I don't know, that might have harmed the creative process if she didn't actually break them up she, she definitely harshed the vibe <laughs> <laughs> so there was one there was one moment where they're they're like trying to paul's writing get back i think and they're all kind of just watching and she's just reading like this book and you see the book is like the complete beatles anthology and she's reading their old sheet music i wanted paul to just like put down his guitar and be like do you find anything in there like can you have any ideas <laughs> she looks like she's in the waiting room at a dentist's office she's doing a crossword at <laughs> <She's> like like <laughs> imagine she's at the center of a decade of culture yeah. in that room you know it was funny people would pay to be in that seat and she just couldn't be less interested but <laughs> where, where did they meet was it hinge it must have been bumble i think bumble that <laughs> <laughs> was a it's a great question all right so Let's shift topics again here. So, you know, we're coming up three weeks from now on the seven year anniversary of uh, one of the most popular web series in Fairfield prep history, the school that the three of us all went to. I graduated from high school, uh, man, what, 14 years ago now. You guys went to Fairfield prep a few years after me. Um, and you guys were uh, much more famous than I was when you were attending high school. You guys had a, a weekly morning show <laughs> where you, you did all the, the news of the day. You guys had uh, skits throughout it. You had interviews with students in the hallways. Uh, it was hilarious. I think you broke ground on a number of different uh, sort of like segments. Um, I There was a segment where you, you you basically did a, a segment that was similar to Seth Meyers' corrections, where you went through <laughs> things you got wrong in prior weeks and, and, correct, <laughs> and corrected them based on listener feedback. Uh, and I, I guess to point out, Seth Meyers' correction was nominated for an Emmy, so pretty good. You guys are way ahead of the curve. Um, so I wanted to, uh, to have you guys on to sort of... Uh, you know, maybe uh, talk a little bit about that time in your lives uh, seven years ago now. It's not too far, but so hopefully you have some uh, uh, clear memories of and, and stories from behind the scenes. This is as if uh, Michael Richards is just, he gets invited to a podcast and he gets there and, and Jerry Seinfeld and Julia Lewis-Dreyfus and Larry David are all there. And he's like, what the hell? This is a reunion thing? <laughs> no, I just thought I was getting invited to a podcast to talk about sports. I, I wrote all these things down about sports. You know, Fred Couples grew up in Seattle near a golf course. 
I learned that. I'll give a brief oral history. Um, Ryan and I were pretty involved our senior year and we were part of the yearbook club as well as the I don't even know what you yeah I don't know what that other one was called senior senior fun times the the senior senior hangout crew and um yeah it was an officially like sanctioned club where we just come up with ideas for like seniors to like hang out uh one night a week and like raffle off some stuff I don't know what the point of it was it was just like just for fun and so uh, we kind of started to get into that and really like promote the, the uh, God, what were they called? Senior socials or something? Anyways, it was. Uh, this one was good though. This is a good one. It was dinner yeah, and so dodge. there was a, 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 what was it? Dinner and dodgeball. Dinner and Do- dodgeball. It dominoes and dodgeball. It was, that would have been better. It was dominoes. This is a too long of an oral, a brief history, but anyways, we wrote a great like. Is this the uh, is this the Beatles doc? <laughs> How many <laughs> hour are we on here? Part one. We wrote like a little thing to read on the announcements to promote that to get people to come, and we kind of made it uh, funny. And Andy, Andy, you wrote it. I think I did write it. Although it Ryan was one line. It. it was your line. Yeah, and um, the line. <laughs> I think it was. It was like. No, you tell me. All right, well, I, all right. The event was dinner and dodgeball. Andy wrote this copy, and I, I was asked to read it on the announcements. the The line was, uh, "Sick of deciding between dinner or dodgeball? Well, this Thursday, come out to Bellarmine's gym for the first annual dinner and dodgeball event." It was that simple, but uh, it was met to rave reviews. People were storming the hallways. And the next morning, I was called into the president's office. There's so many weird titles there. Um, and he was like, hey, can you do that every Monday? I thought I was in trouble or something. And he, asked, he asked me to do it regularly. So I run up to Andy, and I get Andy and Jay Miss together. And I'm like, okay, we can't blow this up. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure we have five uninterrupted on the morning announcements for every Monday for the rest of the school year. <laughs> and that was pretty much the origin of it. And how did you d- decide to do a video, a uh, YouTube video as well, besides, you know, just, just instead of choosing just an audio? Well, we had our producer and history teacher, Jay Miss, helping us out. And then we had another history teacher who was like the head of like the AV club or something. And he said that for years they were trying to get like an online video program by prep kids to like help promote the school and everything. And we were just like, okay, yeah, whatever. But like, we just want to do the news. And so we just do the news. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's hey, man, whatever you want. We just want to do the news. <laughs> that was always <laughs> what we said. Hey, I don't right. care about man. I just want to do the news. <laughs> news came first. News comes first. All right. Let's give the listeners a taste here. So the, the corrections part that I alluded to, um, somebody said this, prep's motto per fidium. I'm probably saying this wrong. I went to prep, I swear. Prep's motto per fedum ad plenum veritatum, you can correct me later about that, means for sure. the greater glory of God and not to infinity and beyond. <laughs> that was something you guys said in front of uh, 800 kids in the morning announcements in high school. Did we, did we say it right on the first take? <laughs> oh, I don't know how to say it right because I don't know Latin. Per fedum okay. ad plenum very what do you got i think i think i I said it i think jay miss wrote it did i say it that sounds pretty good to me 
Ryan said it. I don't know who wrote it. That's a that's a J joke. Another error Andy made that cracked Ryan up for about five minutes was he said, state of the art, get out of free jug card <laughs> <laughs> instead of get out of jug free card. And Ryan oh, found out that of- <laughs> oh, because if you are, why would you want to get out of a free jug? That's what he said. <laughs> That's exactly like, I still I find that hilarious. <laughs> Seven years later, why would you, Andy, why would you want to get out of a free jug? Why would you want a card? Why would they even invent a card for that? <laughs> I don't know, man. There's cards for everything. <laughs> I think you find that funnier than anyone else, Ryan. <laughs> get out of free jug card. A couple uh, of great one-liners that uh, uh, Mitch Hedberg would have been proud of. And although the snack bar B flat, the music was quite sharp. <laughs> Who said that one? <laughs> Ryan definitely said that. that was Ryan. I, yeah, I, I think the puns were mainly me. I don't think anyone else liked, liked them or wrote them. All right. This one I think was stolen, but you said this just <laughs> in <laughs> the Energizer Bunny has been arrested for battery. Oh, that's that's gotta be Jay, right? I think I think I said it, but uh I, I did not write it. That was Ryan. Most, that was Ryan again. I think it was written by a professional comedian at some point. That can't be one of your guys. Most, most of the episode wrap ups, I think, were, were uh, tossed out by Jay. And and I think it was sort of uh, I, he had watched like a 1976 episode of SNL the night before and no. actually got them all. I see. I see. All right. No, here's that's, one. That's... You talked a bit about the puppeteering club for a pretty long time, I might add. Um, yeah, and at the end no, they, he said, they did some amazing things. At the end he said, "They're looking for some more members. They could really use a hand." <laughs> <laughs> One more good pun. <laughs> this week's purport was brought to you by the school's billiard club. It takes a lot of balls to play that game. <laughs> we said that. We said that. <laughs> he said that. <laughs> We said a lot of things. Uh, who said who said that last one? Was it Andy or Ryan? Oh, I don't know. I think it was me. I think it was me. Andy delivered that line. You also had one. This was a really tricky one, Andy. I can't believe uh, you said that, Andy. <laughs> it, it just there's a lot going on in this next one. In honor of St. Patrick's Day, Preps Irish Club will iron your four leaf clovers for free. I would be careful though. You don't want to press your luck. That took me a while to figure out. <laughs> I, there's no way either of us wrote that that was like sometimes we would get handed lines to read from like faculty and staff that were like and they were like like we need this to be on the purport this is like like that one was a joke but they would try to write in jokes they would give us like an actual they would give us like a yeah. full, you know ad read and try to write in their own jokes and oh, i remember that. that right out the window though <laughs> like, yeah people would be like hey i have a club going on next week i like wrote this copy can you yeah. read it and it's like everyone's gonna know we didn't write this like we have integrity <laughs> yeah, exactly we, we threw a lot of stuff out the window and also got a lot of pushback on some of the stuff we said <laughs> <laughs> do you have uh do you have any favorite lines andy that that you that you can think of I think I think we can both agree on the best pun we ever wrote. I know I'm probably is it, it. Is it baseball season? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, That's drop it. it. That's so good. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to steal yours. I thought you you, you probably want to say no, that. No, no, take it. I I love to hear this one. Okay, well, I think I read it because I would do the sport purport. Um, it's kind of my area of expertise, and but Ryan definitely wrote this this line. Um, so. There were two brothers on the baseball team, the two best pitchers, uh, the Stone brothers. Um, and 
So we were doing a season preview for the baseball team and the line goes, I guess you could say a good season for the prep baseball team is just a stone's throw away. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> That's really oh, good. So That's good. solid. <laughs> where, where are they at now, Andy? What's the update on the stone bros? Um, there's a third one and he's also going to Harvard to play baseball. Oh, Harvard. oh good to know. Um, do you guys know, uh, you know, Gianni's, uh, Antetokounmpo, it's his birthday. <laughs> good prep for the pod. Really good prep. Celebrity's <laughs> birthday website. And you, oh, that's no, 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 no. Matt, you heard. All right, what I said about Fred? You heard what I said about Fred Couples, though, right? He's from Seattle or something. Yeah. He grew up in Seattle. Yeah, near a golf course. The golfer Fred Couples grew up yeah. by a golf course. Yeah, so he must have, you know. It must have been, you know, he must have thought, well, it's right there, you know. You know, Fred Couples was in the news last week, or he showed up on my uh, Instagram on uh, Zyra Golf, hitting shots one-handed on the range while he was having a phone call conversation. Looked like Probably Uncle Mark. Six, Looked like 61. Uncle Mark out there. Yeah, 61 yeah. years old, huh? That might have even been his birthday, because his birthday is, what, October 3rd? You can't confirm that. It might have been. Uh, yeah. I, if we if we had a fact we can do next week, we can do the corrections. But I'm pretty sure it's October 3rd. <laughs> Last Friday, freshmen and sophomores gathered for a semi-formal. Everyone was required to bring a date to the disappointment of some students. I don't get it. <laughs> Did That's we say that? Because they can't get dates. <laughs> oh, oh, you're required to bring a date. And they you actually like that one so much that you uh you spit coffee into Andy's face, which was a recurring <laughs> gag on the show. Uh, that, was, that was brutal. There was like three years where I really felt bad about that, and now it's just now it's just funny. Uh, Mr. Brennan would like to remind students. By the way, Mr. Brennan was uh, my dean of students as well, dean of discipline, yeah. dean of students. I don't know what she was, uh, but um, what a great guy. Looking back on it, he uh, he had a lot of uh, lots of lots of handle with uh, what was it seven hundred fifty adolescent males um yeah you know, like no, he's, he's a legend yeah just a, a kid from brooklyn he just came and i don't think he knew what his job title was he was just kind of like if shit went down he just handled it and yeah, he handled he's it. everyone's friend at the same time i have a great photo of him in the cafeteria we have like those little steps oh, yeah. uh, and he was on the top step and he's yelling at uh uh a student who was a 7-2 basketball player. What was his name, Andy? Pascal Chukwu. Pascal Chukwu. And Pascal, despite Brennan being like two steps up, is still like got a foot on him. And so <laughs> Brennan is just like looking straight up in the air, like wagging his finger, yelling at this guy. <laughs> and then <laughs> Pascal was probably terrified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great guy, Mr. Brennan. That's great. So I think my favorite episode was when you guys were in the snow and you were outside doing the episode and, and you had somebody throwing snowballs at you throughout your delivery. <laughs> and um, I think at one point Ryan wiped out and landed like on his back. Like you left your feet so hard that like I think you came down like on your upper back. 
Um, How and- many takes did that pratfall take though? That was like the fourth one that got into the episode. We there were there were multiple students, and it was I don't know if it was organized, but they were launching snowballs at us, and there were some direct hits. Let me tell you, it was yeah. the middle of Blizzard. Yeah, <laughs> you guys did so much with uh with with the video. Like I, honestly, like if you had done an audio version of the morning announcements it, it just wouldn't have come through like you guys did so much physical work yeah. on that on that uh that show it really was awesome we had an office we had our own office i i that the snow episode was i think the third episode and we were supposed to shoot after school at like three o'clock and we had our script and everything and at like 12 they're like the school day's over there's a blizzard out everyone go home now and we're like it's wednesday we have to get the Monday, or I guess it would have been Monday. We had to get the report out. And so I, I think we just like grabbed the cameraman, ran into the quad. And I think that was the episode where we're like, oh, we can do anything. Like yeah. we just grabbed four scarves from strangers around the school, like threw them on and just like made up the script outdoors in a blizzard. Like we don't have to sit at a desk. We can just, and then we did like a fencing episode. Yeah, I was going to say you did do an episode where Ryan, it basically just you're in the middle of giving the announcements and then all of a sudden it cuts to a segment of Ryan fencing somebody from the fencing team, I assume, right? He were they were in the full the full the full he was, in the with, ju- he was in the junior Olympics for fencing, Raul Tasker. Yeah. And you guys <laughs> remember, fenced around the entire campus. Yeah, it was about four minutes of fencing. Uh I I rode the top of my minivan while fencing. I think he he was on the back of a Vespa and I was on the top of my minivan fencing. And to this day, every time my dad backs out of the driveway with the minivan, if it rained the night before, just a, a pool of water spills down the front windshield. And, and I can't even deny it because like 2000 people have watched on YouTube me standing on the cards. It was definitely me. Yeah. I mean, just to, just to, to uh, reiterate what you said, like, you guys did such a good job. Like you went right from that scene to, you know, it kind of just faded out. Like you guys went into the, down to the field to continue your fencing match and then it cut back to Andy and Andy was alone at the desk. And so Andy was like, all right, I guess I'll finish this episode on my own. And he, and he delivered a few more jokes, a few more announcements. And then the, at the end of the episode, the camera panned to the a classroom that Andy was in the exact same room as the classroom and all, and the teacher was giving a lesson and everyone was sitting quietly at their desks. Uh, it was just so perfect. It was like really, really, really well done. After like a 10 minute episode, you realize we were just sitting in front of a class. I don't know if we stole that or if Zach Galifianakis stole it from us um, when he did Between Two Ferns with Obama. And at the end of the episode, the curtain falls and you realize they've been shooting in the Oval Office the whole time. Oh, that's good. I, I, like- I didn't know that. That might have not been eight years ago, so we might have written that, Andy. He might have. He was promoting the healthcare plan at that point. There's been what a couple presidents yeah. since then, so I don't know. Um, uh, there was uh, those are all good for sure. Andy was I, you in the lava lamp. Andy was just studying this lava lamp with his tie around his head. <laughs> I don't know how you made it so funny. <laughs> What'd you say? You're just staring at this lamp, just like. <laughs> Man, I took science. I don't know how this works. <laughs> I took chemistry or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Where can the uh, listeners go who aren't familiar with this show to watch it? You're going to have to dig deep on the Fairfield Prep YouTube page or by searching Monday Purport and scrolling. There were, I think, two subsequent seasons after we graduated that, um, well, 
it's not us let's just put it that way <laughs> but <there's, laughs> yeah you know, it, they i give them credit for trying to carry on the the show and we left it in good hands but um it's just a, a matter of the culture within the school and we just got lucky in like a a real trans transitional time for the school there's a lot of changes that happened in the senior class and people just seemed to just like the fact that we would make fun of all the changes to the school at, at that point so we got lucky right. it worked out and also we did absolutely zero schoolwork that second semester of senior year <laughs> so like i said news came first it came way before our classes like that was all we were <laughs> i would go home every day and, and like write for an hour like write joke i don't know there's no homework being done uh i, I yeah. the subsequent seasons had to when we did it we were constantly like really trying hard not like we were evading getting in trouble all the time. And we were like very anti-establishment. We just would take shots and then just like, like eat our medicine for it. The next season, it was just like, oh, now you're a part of the school. Like you're a thing that the school does. Andy and I were not, like, we're not a part of the school somehow. Yeah, Did the ethos carry, it's a, it sounds like the ethos didn't, didn't carry quite carry forward into the host that took over after you guys left. Well, I think they were, uh, you know, Ryan and I had at that point 18 years of, of chemistry together. <laughs> yeah, that's just so that's big, like, you get two kids that met like a couple of years before, they might not have the same, uh, you know, Ryan and I can kind of read each other. Rapport. Yeah, the, the same the Fairfield we had, rapport. Fairfield. We had a great we had a great rapport. <laughs> <laughs> See, man, you're catching out with the puns. You could you could write the rapport. <laughs> get my dad jokes ready. <laughs> um, Andy, yeah, real quick though, how do you spell this if we're gonna look it up on YouTube? Oh, the purport. <laughs> I have no clue. No. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, where did you find them? You just told us you watched six episodes. I did. I went back and watched a bunch this morning. Yes, the, the, the box set. You just type there in you, you, the uh, you don't have to type much in the YouTube. You just go on there and you type in the Monday purport, and then you're there. It didn't take P very long. Report. P-R-E-P-O-R-T. And it starts with your episodes, you know? It doesn't bother showing us Shane and Lowry <laughs> and Kevin or whoever the frick took over. Shane and Lowry. Uh, speaking, <laughs> speaking of prep, uh, F, speaking of prep, uh, Fairfield Prep Wrestling finished 11th place at the SIAC State Championship. Would you guys do me the honor of, of doing a sports <laughs> section of the purport here on the podcast today? All right, there won't be any puns though. Our style has changed, but uh, well, I do know that the Alpine skiing team is undefeated thanks to sophomore Bryce Miller, who had a two-second finish. Uh, that's going to send them into the championships. A two-second finish that makes no the two-second finish. Either he finished in two seconds, or he finished two seconds ahead of the next guy. It's good to know that the skiing team is actually focused on skiing. When we were there, I think they were more concerned. <laughs> on the way to the oh, <laughs> public domain, Andy, careful. <laughs> um, Isn't that great, though? They're going to go to the championships. They're going to go to the championships? You don't say. Yeah, they're undefeated. So is our football team. The prep football team defeated Shelton High School on Sunday, 24-3, to and they are going on to face Darian High, the yes, this rival, Sunday, December fifth at twelve thirty. The rival, damn it! I didn't get to the time <laughs> at Rafferty Stadium. Tickets will only be sold digitally. There will no be cash tickets sold at the door at Rafferty Stadium this Sunday, December fifth at twelve thirty. But uh, if you know a guy, they'll take cash. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's plenty of ways in. Yeah, if you don't have a digital ticket. 
if you happen to know, if you know, uh, I'll, no, wait, who's still there? God. Mr. D, if you know Tim D, you slap oh, him yeah. five and he'll get, get you a ticket. <laughs> who's the guy who played the bongos? Well, Coach Helster, Mr. Helster. Helstern. Yeah, Coach Helstern. He's the head coach. Oh, also in prep football news, Ryan, you'll enjoy this. And I know you don't know it because it probably wasn't widely talked about in whatever website you read before this. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Carey, Coach Kevin Carey, recently married Kevin Carey, led the oh. prep freshman football team to an undefeated season. And there's the a freshman football team is undefe- was undefeated? Yeah. That's and, incredible. And Kevin Carey was the coach. Isn't that awesome? He didn't coach football when we were there. Oh, he's probably so thrilled about that. Yeah, and he's married now to a lawyer. That is incredible news. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. No, that's amazing. I'm so happy for him. I have insider information. You have, like, whatever's being reported in the county. <laughs> well, I, no, sorry, I'm a little distracted because I, I had written – this would happen to us all the time in our scripts, but I had written coconut shrimp, and I can't, I can't remember what the hell that was. No, oh, that's your shop. That's your grocery list. <laughs> Is there anything that happened this week? Uh, and I, I, I'm just getting now that the alpine skiing scheme – that article is from March 9th, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they delayed the championships. Oh, I did find some current uh, sports news. Uh, Let me read this. Um, It's a press release. The Memphis Grizzlies today released the following statement from general manager and vice president of basketball operations, Chris Wallace. The Grizzlies and Allen Iverson have come to a mutual agreement that because of personal matters that forced him to leave the team on November 7th, Allen will step away from the game at this time allowing him to focus on those matters. No. As a result, we will be ending our contractual agreement with Allen, which will allow both parties to move forward. We wish Allen the best. Matt, how do you see a Grizzlies going forward without Iverson? You know, I, Allen Iverson's uh, been out of the picture for a while now, but he's actually in a, uh, the, a current TikTok commercial. I don't think he actually knows what, he's, what, he's re- what the commercial is referring to. Uh, it's the one where they go like this, you know? Like, it's like a shrug. The guy does it at the end of all the TikToks. Um, you guys know, because you're on that app. But, like, Alan Iverson is in a commercial where they're promoting TikTok, and he's like, is it like this? But he has no, there's no chance in hell that Alan Iverson knows what he is Referring promoting. to. Referring is, to, yeah, exactly. Was he in a TikTok, or he's in a commercial for TikTok? He's in a commercial for TikTok. There's another commercial. commercials for TikTok? Yeah. First of all, who doesn't know what TikTok is? And second of all, who that watches commercials is going to get TikTok. There's no. no overlap between people who see commercials and people who get the app TikTok. I think no, it's supposed to be like FOMO for like our parents. Did you guys know that Sammy Soso is on trial in Santo Domingo? Yeah, I mean, he corked his bat. So after that, kind of stopped believing in the guy. Yeah, I guess just take a moment of silence for Sammy Soso. All right, before we wrap here, and by the way, thank you guys so much for reflecting on the report. Anything you want to add? Anything I didn't ask that you would love to, to talk about before we before we get into the last topic, which goes back to football? Is, we, is this where we should do our plugs? Well, we do have our plugs, yeah. Let's do um, the plugs now. Yeah, do the plugs now. Let's do it. Andy, okay. what's your plug? Um, my plug is Mountain Valley Water. It's, oh, I love it. They come in these green glass bottles. Um, glass is always better than plastic, right? It always. Uh, this is straight from the mountains in, uh, they have the um, phonetic pronunciation, Washita, 
mountains uh, in Arkansas. Everyone knows those famous Washington. Arkansas. And yeah. Did you say Arkansas originally? He no. did say Arkansas. No, no he wasn't talking Washington about in Arkansas. Anyways, this stuff is fantastic. Looks like you're drinking a Heineken, but tastes better than a Heineken. What do you got? You got sparkling, still, or mineral? Those are the three options, if I'm not wrong. Uh, you are wrong. This is spring. So, oh, oh it's so, spring, mineral, or sparkling, if, if I'm not wrong the second time. <laughs> you are not wrong the second time. This is All spring. right, Ryan, what do you got to plug on this ad-free podcast? Um, uh, if you're trying to get to Beaumont from L.A. tonight, you should take the 2 north, the 134 east, and cut off the 210 at Loma Linda. Um, and for the exit ramp, <laughs> and and I've got this feral cat outside, and so if anyone knows how to catch a cat, or if you can shoot a cat, or if anyone has a gun to shoot a cat, or a way to help the cat, that's fine. But if anyone can help me with the cat, it's outside 1497 and a half Scott nope. Avenue. We had a cat uh, living outside uh, Lester Ave in Oakland when Kiara and I were there, and um, we called it Gato. It was this black cat that sort of showed up from time to time, and we just went to the store. Uh, you know, any store will do. Safeway, you can go to uh, Big Y. Put my plug in mm -hmm. there, ex employer, um, and you can grab those little uh, those boxes um, of cat food. They're like a dollar. Sometimes they're 10 for seven dollars just buy a big box of those and every, whenever you see the cat just leave one of those boxes by your door then the cat will start coming back more and more and then eventually you'll turn into andy honick you'll have cats coming all the time but, <laughs> but it, it, it does feel good to, to feed the the cats of the neighborhood and you'll actually grow a you know you'll, you'll develop a bond with the cat that's not a bad idea was that matumbo's idea <laughs> it was before matumbo's time do you, is the last segment have to do with the fact that you have a new house or or can you tell us a little bit about the moving process the move was hard um because but thank you for bringing that up yeah we did current we did move over thanksgiving into a, Congratulations. a, a new place thank you um you know your we, first own your first owned property yeah property owners Congratulations. Now. that's wild thank you, thank you. You're, officially, you're officially the enemy but it's fine. Yeah, I think I think the biggest difference is when you rent a place, you know, nothing's really your responsibility as far as repairs and maintenance and all this stuff. And, um, you know, when you buy a place, they give you this inspection report and, you know, someone had spent three, four hours at your house looking at everything and they find 20 or 30 things that they, they think you should, they should, that you should fix. And they rate them from like urgent to like not so urgent. And they put it in a big report. It's like 75 pages long. And they give you that before you sign, before you actually like finish buying the house. But then when you actually start living there, you look back at that report and you're like, all right, I really should knock out those urgent ones. And, <laughs> you know, there's, there's different sections. There's one that require a plumber, one that require an electrician, one that requires a handyman. And you got to go out and you got to go find those people for the first time because you don't have those relationships yet. And then they come over and they ask you questions about your electricity. And you're like, I don't know anything about electricity. That's what I called you. <laughs> <laughs> or they do. A, they, someone did like a bathroom job for us where they recrowded our tile and he like, oh, is this satisfactory? And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. I don't know what it's supposed to look like. <laughs> and then some, then the, then the handyman came over to fix the toilet and 
um, actually the the drain in the in the tub, and he looked at it. He's like, "What the hell did they do to your your grout and your tile? It looks terrible." No. I didn't no. know. I didn't know it looked terrible. No one told me because I didn't know how to evaluate and review this man's work. So, oh no, oh man, sounds like you need, and, a, and, uh, you need a guy. You need definitely need, need a, guy. a guy. You need like a consigliere. On retrospect, the the fact that the guy looked at you and said, "Is this okay?" He said, "Probably." <laughs> he probably knew something was wrong. Man, it's like you have a th- it's like you have a third fantasy team now. <laughs> you uh, like got this whole roster. Of- Can you give us one or two examples off the not urgent bottom of the list? I'm curious what's like. Yeah. Oh, I've got a I've got a Google spreadsheet. Give me one second. What's here. what's like number eighteen? Like what's uh like this light switch is sticky. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I've labeled everything. So I have a tab for um, improvements and a tab for repairs. Which one would you like to go with? Improvements. Okay, improvements. And let's sort by low priority. So, <laughs> <laughs> the lowest priority improvements. Okay. This is so, going to be what you do in eight years from now. This is what yeah. you're going to be doing. It's, so it's a realtor, <laughs> a realtor pointed out that the, the glass that goes into the front door is kind of ugly. <laughs> no that was that wasn't on the inspection sorry so some of this list comes from like the realtor said something some comes from like our parents said something oh. some comes from the inspection the inspe- if you want inspection we're gonna have to go over the re- re- repair that. repairs tab <laughs> i love i love that you get a, an official inspection done and the guy's like yeah this lighting is faulty and uh i mean that glass on the front door is just ugly man <laughs> all right let's go to uh Let's go to repairs. Okay, low repairs. We've done none of them so far. There's there's seven of them. Um, okay, <laughs> the in the bathroom shower, the main bathroom shower, the hot and cold is switched. <laughs> minus two. Minus two. Right, you say. I'm going. I'm going left for cold, right for hot all day. I'm, I'm all backwards. That is so minor. That is you won't even ever fix that honestly that is more of a sticker issue just get a red and a blue sticker and switch them that's yeah, not it's, even a... <laughs> it's an issue it's an issue when you leave your house that you go somewhere else and you're going to be all flipped around but also yeah what does she mean it's backwards like it's not what she has at her house no like, left is always hot right left is hot right's cold yeah otherwise oh, that's like a will... universal thing well someone will stay at your house sometime and they'll put the thing on to get some water and they'll burn themselves it's that's the idea i think you just put some stickers matt i think that's the way to go that's a you know what i'll i can do that when i come up there to visit i'll, I'll bring stickers here's another one that's our your, oven housewarming gift yeah if, if someone were to ever hang on our oven they would discover that the oven does not have an anti-tip device <laughs> oh no it's so hey, right. oven fall on <laughs> <laughs> It's a, so it's oven, a cube. You have a standalone <laughs> oven. All right, yeah, but in their defense, you might in the near future have people hanging on your oven, Matt. So that actually might be a thing you should It's say. like a 300-pound square cubicle uh, object. I don't think anyone's yeah. pulling it over. When but you if you by some first... chance have a 50-pound person hanging from the handle because <laughs> they're just learning how to climb, not a crazy scenario. When you guys have your first like rager and someone like gets up to like dance on the oven, just warn them like, hey, that's not, it doesn't have an anti-tip. That might be <laughs> an anti-tip. 
yeah uh, just just keep your weight within one inch off the edge and you should be fine <laughs> anyways, really firm center are... of gravity <laughs> it's a cube <laughs> the rest of these aren't important we got some rusted pipes under the sink that might go in 10 years we got an overflow tube that needs to be replaced uh shut off valve is not insulated uh rusty i think in 10 years like if you were to replace those now in 10 years i think they'd also be rusty so be rusty be rusty, again. Yeah. <laughs> uh there is things like like i re- i'm a renter um no one's shocked uh thank you thank you my name is <laughs> ryan and i'm a renter a stench that emanates from our our bathroom sink like it'll happen like once a week and we just like just pour a bunch of bleach in there and it goes right away and <laughs> If if I own this place, I would never do that. That's that's so bad for these pipes. Probably call somebody. I'm, I'm gonna be out of here in a year. Well, we did call our landlord once and like just pour some more bleach down, man. <laughs> so I think the bleach is the move. But if these are my pipes, I would never put bleach on them. All right. That's the end of the segment. House ownership 101. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, problems with the podcast. I didn't do problems with the podcast. Oh, let's let's do that. Wait, wait, wait. before before we before we uh, do that, let's do just real quick. We got to pick three games from next week in the NFL. This is part of every show. We'll go one by one. You don't need an explanation. You can just give me the team name. Here's All the right. first game. You ready? Dallas minus four at Washington. Ryan, start with you. Uh, I thought Andy was going to start. All right, you know I got to go Dallas. Andy. Minus four any, on the road in Washington, if, like, a Washington team that's won two in a row. If I'm wrong, do, is there some sort of – You can't interrupt. That's what you can't do. I'm going Washington getting four at home. Are you kidding me? Wow, Washington's been streaking lately, so I don't – I don't. that's not a bad pick. All right, game two. Ravens getting two and a half at the Browns. Andy, let's start with you. Again, what's up with these road? Oh, the Ravens are getting two and a half. Yeah. Uh, they're really bad, though. So are the Browns. I'll go Ravens. They just lost a close one to Pittsburgh. They can't lose two in a row. Ravens. Yeah, you had a lot of bad things to say about Baker Mayfield on last year's podcast, Andy. And I think you're spot on. I think you're way ahead of the curve on that. You're welcome. Ryan, you were in love with Dalvin Cook. I don't know why. Dalvin yeah. Cook. But anyways. Um, who you got ravens or browns to this day a very close friend uh andy you went ravens <laughs> i hate to agree with you but i gotta go ravens all right last game giants plus 10 at the chargers ryan where were you did you go yet andy what were you gonna say on this one this game is in la sofi stadium there'll be the giants uh, are coming to la It'll be, doing, 50, Andy? Let's go. it'll be about 50 50 giants chargers fans i'm sure all what right a, i gotta we gotta go with my giants okay um right. we're not gonna go pay 300 dollars to go watch jake Fromm play quarterback for the new york giants who's gonna be the starter this week this guy i was, was gonna off, off the buffalo practice squad last week they might as well have me go in there and play quarterback i don't know what the hell they're thinking how is he the best possible option? And why do NFL teams not carry three quarterbacks on the roster? Are they not allowed to? This is insane. Well, I saw a, I saw a headline that said that uh, Jake Fromm will get the start after being signed off the Buffalo practice grat, uh, squad after Mike Glennon suffers concussion and Giants lost last week. And I thought, this has to be the bottom, right? Could there be, could there be like another bottom like that we're 
uh, we're, we're upset about the Mike Glennon injury that uh, yeah. now we're going to, to Jake Fromm. Like, farm teams. <laughs> yeah. This is, is it. We've hit bottom. We've hit rock bottom. Chargers minus 10. That's a, seems like a lock. We're like an addict and it's like, this is like waking us up to go to rehab. Like, oh, Jake Fromm starting for us this week because of the Mike Glennon concussion. Who knows? Maybe he'll be. In- <laughs> <laughs> he'll steal Daniel Jones's job. It's like a Lou Gehrig type uh, situation. Uh, all right. Finally, our last segment of the day of the podcast. If there's any listeners left, we're an hour and 15 minutes in. Ryan. <laughs> No, I can't do it. What's wrong with the pod? No, I can't do it. This is such a a pleasant experience. I I was on. I I was a frequent guest last year. This is my first appearance this year. Not because I haven't been asked, but because I do have a couple problems with the podcast this year. Uh, And and it's just it's salacious. It just seems like you're leaning into the scandal. You you bring on, you brought on not only you brought on someone who isn't in any of your leagues. Uh, simply so that someone else could accuse him of of fixing another team. You 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 bring on John Matera and accuse him of setting Mary's lineup. Mary's having a great year, and you knew you knew Sean was going to bring that up, and you you fostered the conversation. And we're only lucky that they turned it around on you and went after your your head coach spot and the scoring. But I just I that's not something season one you would have done. And I don't know if if uh, I- if you're going for clicks here or or clips or what. What can you I need, def- but can I defend no, myself? Yeah. Can I defend myself? All right, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I got big leagued by the six win in a row. Um, Mary Matera. Uh, she I asked her to be a, a podcast guest, and you know, I have about a 95% success rate when asking people to join the podcast. <laughs> and she and she's been the one person that said, you know what, like, why doesn't dad do it? So I got <laughs> I hope I that's not what she down. says when she sets her lineup every week. <laughs> Oh she God. said, I don't really know football. I don't think I'd be a good guest after winning five right. straight. Seemed like a complete BS excuse to me, if you ask me. And uh, <laughs> I invite her to be on next week and defend herself because really, like, I don't I don't know. It's exactly the opposite. She was too busy preparing for the week ahead. Uh, she had to send her, her PR to go talk to the press. Um, also, Matt, you got to be more responsible at your platform. That is, it's too salacious. I agree, Ryan. Also, salacious. doesn't pay well enough. But also, I will say, uh, it doesn't look good when a team is accused of having a, a secret head coach for <laughs> the, the supposed head coach to send in their wake to an interview the supposed secret head coach. Not a good <laughs> PR move. Uh, um, I will say, she uh, what Mary Matera didn't say no to was doing an episode of The Purport, which she co-hosted with Kathy Spingenberg, uh, I believe. It was the March 24th episode of 2015. Go check it's it impressive. out. She's a tough get. And I, I, yeah. You wrote the script for her as well, right? And she had to read some pretty uh, salacious things too, if I remember correctly. Uh, we had my mother drop, uh, was it an F-bomb? Well, so we we wrote, they're reading off the teleprompter and we wrote the script and we just threw a few swear words in here and there just to see if they would say it. My mom would read ahead. No, yeah, your that. mom would read ahead. No, no, no. Mary was the faster reader. She saw it on the thing before and she goes, oh, and then yeah. Kathy kept reading and said it. Uh, yeah, Kathy just plows right through him. Just, uh, Richfield played like shit last week. <laughs> <And she's just laughs> like, Our crew team is doing well. 
Our three varsity boats all qualify for the New England Interscholastic Rowing Association Championship, or NEISRAC. And our baseball beat the <laughs> out of Amity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. That was it's one so for good. us. It was really seven for us, one for them with that show. Oh. All right. Yeah, Kathy. Heard her swear words. <laughs> All right, guys. Oh, this is amazing. This is so enjoyable. I, I, I take back my uh, problems with the podcast. This has been a pleasure. I'm so happy that we were able to reminisce about the purport, um, among other things. Did a Just, little football, a little fantasy. We snuck it in there. The city slickers will be back in better than ever next year after the proposed rule changes go through. We're going to put them to a vote. All right. And good night to all the listeners, if anyone's still there. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> This has been Matt Matera, your host, Brian Matera, and Andrew Spangenberg from the Purport, seven-year anniversary. Go check it out on the Monday Purport on Fairfield Prep's YouTube page and Mountain Valley, your favorite Still, spring water. Mineral spring. <laughs> All right. Take care. Good night. Bye, guys. Later. Out. <laughs>